Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello to all our beautiful friends around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Last week, we launched our ninth 13-week season of Living the Miracle with our show on Miracles Come in All Sizes, Shapes, and Styles. We also said that our overall theme for this season is All About Miracles. Well, what is one of the most important things about miracles? Having them, right? It's one thing to talk about miracles, but then that's just talk. Talking about miracles may be exciting and inspiring for a while, but it's not until you actually experience them that you reap their true value. Miracles wake us up to truth and who we really are. Every time we experience a miracle, we go beyond what merely appears to be to what truly is. Miracles break us out of the little boxes of limited beliefs so we can begin living out of those boxes more. When we experience enough miracles, we begin to live a life beyond what most people believe is possible. And that's just the beginning of living the miracle. So today, we'd like to offer you a show on how to have a miracle. That way, as you join us throughout the rest of the season of shows all about miracles, you can remind yourselves each week that you're not just listening to us yak-yakking about miracles, but more importantly, to learn to have them yourself every day. In fact, we welcome you to write to us at Living the Miracle Radio at gmail.com. Make sure to put radio on there or it won't get to us. Living the Miracle Radio at gmail.com and briefly tell us about a miracle that you've experienced. And let us know if it's okay if we share it. If we can share it on uh, on the air. If not, that's okay. We still love hearing about your miracles. In fact, One of the tools to help you experience more miracles in your daily life is to share your miracles with others. That may be a bit scary at first for some of you who may have had past unpleasant or even painful experiences with sharing personal stories with others. If so, or if you feel that you don't have enough of an open-minded and miracle-minded friend around to talk about your miracle experiences at the very least, keep a miracle diary or journal, even if it's a voice note on your smartphone. Those who are interested in remembering their nighttime dreams when they wake up in the morning tend to progress a lot faster. If they keep a dream journal to write down whatever they recall of their dreams especially. The same applies to becoming more miracle consciousness. I'm sorry, the same applies to becoming more miracle conscious. Say that correctly there. After all, having a miracle is a bit 
similar to becoming lucid during your dreaming. When you become lucid during your dreaming, you are still in your dream, but you realize you are not part of it. You become aware that you are dreaming and that everything that you've been experiencing as a definite solid reality up to that point is part of your dreaming. Miracles are a bit like that. When a miracle happens, some might say, that blew my mind. In truth, your mind isn't, wasn't, isn't what gets blown when you experience that. What got blown away in your mind was whatever you previously firmly believed as definite reality. Miracles wake you up to more of what's true from what you previously believed was true and real. When that happens, there is a part of the mind that tends to invalidate what you experienced. It tries to tell you, that didn't really happen. You just imagined it. Don't ever tell anyone. They'll think you're crazy. In fact, if you really believe that you experienced that you are crazy, all too often many people immediately dismiss their experience of miracles because they don't want their so-called solid reality in their mind challenged or disturbed. A similar thing often happens going from your sleeping dream state to your waking up in the morning consciousness. If what you experienced in your dream state will rattle your current reality, part of your mind shuts it out. It's like your friend who doesn't want to hear the truth you're about to tell her and she puts her hands over her ears and starts to go la 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 la. Well, that part of the mind has a lot of great survival strategies. It's like hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Except what it considers quote unquote evil is more of the truth than what it believes in. So at least regularly writing down your miracle experiences will allow you to consider them more. And even if you initially just wrote down a few notes about the experience, that becomes a starting point to go further with the experience. It's like remembering only the bare minimum when someone first asks you about a past experience. But if that person is a good interviewer and persists in asking encouraging kinds of questions that help you go deeper and recall more of the details of your experience, you might be surprised how much you really experienced of what you thought was just a passing little nothing experience. Then when you start discovering more about the miracle experience and you begin to realize what you've learned from having it, you can start to share it with others. That would help you have even more awareness of your experiences as well as help inspire others to become more conscious of having miracles. What we call miracles are glimpses into reality of spirit. They are always surprising because what we experience is not what we expected or could have expected. It makes us go, whoa, where'd that come from? A miracle is not of this world, is it? The world seems to go along according to scientifically proven laws. Then, in the middle of everything, going along just according to expectations, wham, a miracle pops up. It's out of sequence of predictable outcomes because it comes from the timelessness of spirit. And this is so true. At times, our experience of a miracle 
is that we experience what we what should have taken a long time to come around in the expected sequence of events. Instead, in a blink, it happens in a blink of an eye. Miracles collapse our experience of time and logical sequence. So it goes, uh, instead of pop goes the weasel, <laughs> pop goes the miracle. Yay! <laughs> well, in spirit, there's no experience of time. Time does not exist. After having gone through my third near-death experience, one day I was reflecting on whether there were any definite constants through all of my experiences of dying and returning. Because on the surface, every experience of dying for me was unique. Even when I examined my recall of various past life death experiences, they were all different in terms of what I went through. And of course, that makes all the sense in the world. Or maybe I should say, (laughs) that makes all the sense out of this world. (laughs) Because we're at a different level of consciousness each time we go through a death experience. Obviously, we learn and progress over the course of lifetimes. Really, Contrary to some popular beliefs, (laughs) none of us are really dummies. (laughs) We always learn something, and everything we learn transforms the consciousness at which we live and experience life, even life on the so-called other side. But what I did discover that was always a constant throughout every one of my death experiences, when I was on the other side, all of the near-death experiences I had in this lifetime, as well as any and all of the past life death experiences that I've been able to recall in this lifetime, was that there's absolutely no experience of time or sequence of events in spirit. Each time, Once I was out of the experience of being in a body or part of a body, there was not even a thought of time or sequence. So in terms of experiencing a miracle, even if that miracle lasts only a moment or two, the miracle itself happens in timelessness or out of sequential time. I've had many experiences getting from one place to another in time when there was no possible way to do so in the amount of time I had. One time, it involved two carloads of us and all the baggage of two families with little kids running around (laughs) trying to get to the airport in time to board our flight after uh, a vacation. We were also enjoying our time at the condo that particular morning that by the time someone <laughs> looks at the clock and says, okay, when's our flight going to leave today? <laughs> well, we checked, and we were already going to be at least an hour too late to board, and that didn't even factor in that we still had to return two rental cars, you know, all the luggage carted around, get checked in, get through security before we did all that. 
Yet, miraculously, we walked on board to that flight without the airlines having to delay anything or, you know, whatever. And we got on. The miraculous healing experiences are also experienced with a collapse of time. When my severely burned hand that I've talked about a couple times on these shows instantly restored to better than new condition right before my physical eyes, what normally in this world would have taken just to heal enough with terrible scars and all of that, and for me to be able to start using that hand, would have taken probably months. Healing to a healthy as a baby's skin, and it literally, the skin on my hand after this instant healing, just revert it back to a better than, you know, almost as uh, healthy as a baby's skin hand, would have seemed completely impossible no matter how long it took after an injury like that, after such a severe burn, and probably would have required surgeries and stuff. Well, one way or another, somehow, we have to pay attention to miracles and even the possibility of miracles being available all of the time. That's the first step in how we can start having more miracles in our lives. So to have more miracles in your life, make it a regular and consistent practice to pay attention to what's unfolding in your life today in the day. And to pay attention, you'd have to be more present to yourself and your life. Another essential factor in having more miracles in your life is to pay attention ceaselessly to spirit. Now, that's easy to say, but saying spirit is just saying a word, right? Until you start to experience what that word is referring to. So when you decide to pay attention to spirit more, what are you doing? Spirit can be described according to many abilities and attributes. So what do I look to when I seek spirit? We've gone over one of them, timelessness or eternity. I know that if I'm obsessing about time or not having enough time or that I'm going to be late or anything that makes me a hostage or slave to time, I practice backing up, letting go of being stuck in time, grounding my first chakra to the center of the earth, letting go, being right here, right now, and saying hello to timelessness, to the eternal to that which doesn't begin or end. Then, to continue freeing yourself from making time your master, you have to consider the possibility that you can experience events out of sequence of time. It doesn't have to take a certain amount of time just because, for most people, it normally does. Now, that doesn't mean that I have a reckless or inconsiderate disregard 
for being at a meeting or making a phone call on time. In fact, I'm usually one of the most punctual people when it comes to being on time or even early for an appointment. I always organize myself so that I can do things and be places in a timely manner. Yet it's in those situations where unforeseen circumstances happen that I look to timelessness for a miracle. Like that time we were late to get our flight. Or, if according to normal circumstances, it's impossible to get something done in time. Our first break is coming right up, so I'd like to let you know that this Saturday... This very coming Saturday, February 8th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we'll be teaching our next fabulous teleclass on your psychometry, how objects tell stories. If you'd like to find out more about your psychometry ability and learn to hold an object in your hand to know more about a person or place or the history of the object, be sure to join us for this teleclass. Get all the details and sign up on our website events calendar section for February on michaeltamora.com. That's our website, Michael, T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A.com. Or call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday, and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noelle, who will help you out. Or you can leave a message for her and she'll get back to you. We'll return in a couple of minutes. Stay tuned to learn more about how to have a miracle. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you aware that each one of us was born with a mission, a sense of purpose? Even if you don't know it yet, it will reveal itself. Pay attention to the clues that will lead you to uncover your mission. Listen to Mission Possible Program with host Carol Ann Fernandez. Along with some amazing guests, Carol Ann seeks to help you along the journey to manifest your mission. It's time to unleash your greater potential. Mission Possible program airs live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Want to make positive changes in your life? Explore mindfulness with host Rusty Williams on Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. People from all walks of life use hypnosis and mindfulness to overcome problems and increase positivity. It's time to take back control of your own life and make it more productive. Tune in for Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully, live every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
you are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's return to our topic for today, how to have a miracle. Well, we were talking, Michael was talking about, actually, we both were talking about the idea of timelessness and no time. And uh, it brought to mind uh, uh, one thing that I noticed, you know, Michael was saying that he he's not a slave to time, but he also respects respects other people's time by being on time. So that's one of the things I wanted to bring up real quickly is I noticed we, you know, we've been giving seminars, workshops, retreats, and so forth. for Since the uh, Jurassic era. I think so. Well, for about 33 years, a long time. And there are always the same two or three people that are late. And my observation for people like that is that they are so much the hostage of time, they're trying to control it by saying, I'm not going to be on time no matter what. So it's, that's more of a control freak thing rather than not being a hostage to time. So uh, think about that the next time you're getting ready for something you already signed up for, you created, or an appointment, a job interview, and respect that other person's time. Because time is sort of a miracle for us in the body in order to function here in the world. But going into timelessness is when we start to be able to have those miracles. Michael, you want to expound on that a little bit? Yeah, it's just remembered uh, this great experience I had um, way back many, many years ago when I used to live in Berkeley, California. And um, there's this tunnel. Uh, I think I think it was called Caldecott Tunnel. It goes connects from the Berkeley area north toward Walla Creek, I think it was. And so I there was times where I go through that tunnel a lot of times. And then one day I was watching around um, where there's heavier traffic, you know, when people are going or coming back from work, that type of a thing. When I got out of the tunnel, I felt this attention, and I looked over, and in kind of the behind these trees and bushes, and there's this little uh, place where a car can park, so to speak. It's not a legal parking area, but it was a police car. And tucked away, kind of at the edge and behind the tunnel. So if you're not looking in your rearview mirror type of a thing, you won't see the the cop car. And I thought, well, that's interesting. It's a speed trap, right? People are just zooming out of the of the tunnel. and Really fast. Really fast. And so I go through and I thought, one day uh, I'd like to, you know, see what the guy's doing. And then um, I had this occasion where I pulled over and found a way legally, you know, where I can just park the car fairly close by, and I walked up to this little hidden area (laughs) by the tunnel. And sure enough, there's this, uh, oh, what happened, why I did that, was at another time, I saw the cop just come out of nowhere, 
and not only stop one person speeding, but two cars. I mean, he was great. He just went, and then he pulled over two cars, two separate cars. They weren't driving together, but they were both speeding, obviously. And he pulls them over, tickets them the whole bit, and I thought, you know, I've seen him do that quite a few times. And how did he get from that little stashed away area to catching up to these two cars that were going pretty fast and be able to pull them over together. That takes a little skill. And he had to respond immediately. So I'm thinking, even if he had a speed gun, how could he have known so immediately as soon as, you know, he almost had to know before they came out of the tunnel to be able to stop them in time. (laughs) <laughs> like he did. So a few times later, I had the opportunity to park and walk my way up to this little stashed out area, hiding place. And there he is. He's uh, checking out the traffic coming out. And then he notices me and he looks at me like, what's this guy doing over here? So I walk over and I say hi to him. And I said, can I ask you a question? And he goes, sure. And I said, I've, I drive this all the time, and I've noticed you, and the other day, you caught two speedsters, and you did it with so much finesse. I just was wondering, how did you know that they were going over the speed limit so fast that you were able to catch up to them in just a very short distance and pull them over? Out of the tunnel. Out of the tunnel. And he kind of smiles, and he says, well, it's, it's really obvious. It's not even the speed gun. And I said, yeah, I didn't think so. He says, because it's obvious. I said, what's obvious? And he said, well, anybody who's speeding comes out of that tunnel ahead of themselves. <laughs> he was a total psychic, clairvoyant. He sees the energy of the person out of their body ahead of themselves And when he sees that, he looks for which car is this being, basically, the spirit, driving. And then he clocks it, and it's almost 100% accurate. Every time somebody's way ahead of themselves, they're speeding. And he just has to step on it and go catch them. And uh, uh, all he has to do is have the evidence of the speed clock. So he doesn't have to fidget around and look at it and decide, oh, yeah, that guy's speeding. No, he already knows because the driver in spirit was already out of the tunnel before the car comes out. <laughs> and I, the funny part is, of course, I was laughing. I said, yeah, you're pretty psychic. He says, oh, no, I don't believe in that stuff. <laughs> that's so funny. It's, it's that's, so, a, that's a denial thing. Yeah, it's so funny. He was He's more psychic, more clairvoyant than a lot of people I know. And, uh, and yet, to him, that's all hogwash, psychic stuff. But he lives by it. <laughs> and he's very capable. Okay, so that's, that's something that's uh, uh, in relationship to what Raphael was saying about time. You know, she made that good uh, illustration of some people who are always late. And it's, they might think they're 
saying, ah, time is not the boss of me and you can't make me come on time because I'm the master and time is the slave, you know? But it's not true, is it? No, anybody who can't be on time is generally a person who's in resistance to time, which means what you resist, you become. If you resist time, then you make time your boss. Make time in control of you instead of the other way around. And so so anything you do in resistance is going to block any chance of really having a miracle with time or anything else because, well, miracles are always out of time. So if you're beholden to time, it's going to be near impossible to have a miracle. But if you could be in the present, ah, and notice like that cop seeing a person in spirit being so far ahead of himself because he's in a hurry. Then you don't have a miracle. You got a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Which would you prefer? <laughs> Which would you prefer? <laughs> or you're late for class and, you know, you get sent to the principal's office or whatever. So it's, uh, I've been in that situation of knowing that, uh-oh, you know, I don't have enough time to meet some kind of a deadline for something. More times than I can count. In fact, <laughs> that's kind of been a fact of my adult life. And I don't get myself into that crunch of not having enough time to finish something in time because I was careless and waited till the last minute and things like that, or that I didn't plan ahead enough. No, these are, I've had those situations countless number of times. It's become a regular thing because life happens. And often there just isn't enough hours in my day to do, get everything done that I need to get done. Yeah, I, I always have a lot going on. <laughs> and the things that happen are both wonderful opportunities as well as unexpected challenges. It's not all bad. It's not all good. It's just some of the things in the middle of something, a surprising golden opportunity pops up. All it takes is one phone call or email or whatever, and whoa, there's this great creative opportunity. And you don't want to pass that up, but it's usually got a deadline. <laughs> a little bit like those late night commercials. <laughs> but wait, if you call in the next five seconds, <laughs> you can have this. <laughs> uh, and so then there's the more difficult ones, you know, what we might consider to be not so good news. Uh, things happen. Things happen to people you care about. And, and then you have to drop everything and take care of those kinds of things. Well, it wasn't on the schedule. How are you going to do everything? Well, you got to, you know, go for it. Now, have I ever complained about those kinds of situations? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yet, in most cases, after a couple of grumps and gripes and grunts, <laughs> I practice what I teach. 
I blow those judgment pictures in my mind, let them off the hook and proceed with counting on spirit. That's the first thing I always do. I have to first ground myself, find my space a little bit and go, oh yeah, do I want to stay in this lousy situation? Not at all. Okay, I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to put it all in that rose, explode it, let it go. Okay, I'm done with that. Let's move on. And moving on, first thing first. Oh, yeah, spirit. I always look inward to spirit. I don't look out there for spirit. No, spirit is within me. I'm part of it. See, what happens when you think the answer is out there or the help is out there, even if you're thinking I'm reaching to Spirit out there for help, or God up there, way up there. (laughs) What are you doing? In your mind, you're putting the very source, the very power, the very beingness that, that you are seeking help from outside of yourself, separate from you. Then how can you reach that? How can you have that? But if you realize Oh, I'm not separate from that. I'm part of that. Spirit. It's within. It's not out there separate. It's within my own being. Okay, great. Then there's no effort, is there? You're not running out there chasing it because it's separate from you. No, you don't have to. It's already in you. So you just relax. You just ground. You just find the center of your head. Be at peace. Get out of effort. And just turn within and go, oh yeah, spirit. Where everything comes from. That which gives everything. If I don't turn my attention and awareness to that which gives everything, how do I possibly expect to receive anything. And especially when I'm needing help or I need to have a miracle. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to make it in time, but I need to make it in time. I'm not going to finish this in time, but I need to finish this and meet the deadline. I need some help. I need a miracle. I'm going to turn within myself, not without. All right? So, if you do that, spirit responds. And my experience is, gives me a miracle of some sort that miraculously everything gets done in time or everything works out. And with a miracle, everything works out not at the minimal level that you, you, you know, were desperately hoping for, No, with a miracle, it not only gets done, but it gets done way more, way better than you hope for. That's my experience. But the only little catch there is it doesn't generally happen the way you expect it. (laughs) It doesn't happen necessarily in the logical, orderly fashion that you thought it should. No. 
But which is more important to you for whatever to happen, to, for you to have the fulfillment, for it to be all worked out, or that you micromanage it and try to control it down to the last second and down to the last item so you feel like you're in control. Uh, I couldn't care less about being able to explain it or control it because when I have a miracle, it's better than I imagined. And I don't care if I get credit for it. Yeah, It's what happens that's more important. And I can't tell you how it happens. Not because I'm keeping a secret, but because I have no idea. <laughs> I have no way of explaining it. I just know it happens. And it's always very important to make a note of it, to notice it, to even talk about it, so that you don't forget that it happened, that it and, was created. And you appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Well, our second break is coming right up, so it'll be a great time to mark your calendars. We're going to be in Calabasas, California, in the greater Los Angeles area on the weekend of Saturday, February 22nd, and Sunday, February 23rd. Michael will be teaching on Saturday the class titled, Who Are You Listening To? Your Clear Audience, Telepathy, and Inner Voice. And on Sunday, Spirit Truth or Ego Lies, Learning to Trust Your Intuition and Clairvoyance. Plan on joining us for a joy-filled weekend to develop your intuition, clairvoyance, and mediumship for your spiritual growth. Make sure to check out our website events listing for February for all the details and to sign up. You can also sign up by calling our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our assistant, Noelle, about it and sign up with her. Hope to see you there. When we return, we'll continue with our exploration of how to have a miracle. See you in a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is an amazing way to help you be you. Join host Dr. Deborah Egerton as she helps you to see how exploring the Enneagram helps you understand why you do the things you do. Understanding yourself can strengthen relationships, offer new perspectives, and help you live the life you were intended to live. You'll look at different aspects of your life in a whole new light. Exploring the Enneagram with Dr. E is broadcast live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls. 
Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. Today our show has been all about how to have a miracle. Well, there's... One of my favorite Christian sayings that I hear people, Christians that I know say, and I think it goes really across the board with all spirituality, and that is, with God, all things are possible. And sometimes a thought like that is really good to have within you, especially when you find yourself in a dire type of situation. You know, Michael talked about when he... um, put his hand on that pipe and badly burned his hand and had the wherewithal to remember himself, to come back to himself, and to create that miracle of healing his hand. Well, that doesn't happen every time, but when everything aligns right and we're practicing having the possibility of taking care of a very difficult situation with a miracle or inviting a miracle, remembering that with all with God, all things are possible. Yes, you know, that reminds me. I, I think most people would consider when you're in the throes of dying <laughs> or everybody else is saying, okay, you know, he's going to bite the bullet. But in the midst of it, I remember the first time I was in an ER, emergency room, and it, we were living in a small town that the ER there wasn't equipped to be able to handle the extent of the uh, heart attack I was having and, and the damage and everything. So the um, ER doc was was all shook up. But when I was looking at the whole thing, my experience, that was, that was a very miraculous experience. This is before I dropped it, (laughs) was everything was in God's hands. I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. It's not just a belief in that. 
I'm experiencing it, seeing it all around. Because not only is the doctor and the nurse and anybody else who is there to assist and everything, part of this divine choreography, I'm in this sea of spirit, light, energy, and love, and healing, and whatever else you want to describe it as, it's complete. There's not a morsel of pain or fear or anything in that space. And I'm seeing these angels. I'm seeing these spiritual healing beings, masters actually, working in coordination with the doctor, with the nurse, with the orderlies, everybody. And I'm looking at the whole thing. I'm, I'm just resting in the palm of God. I mean, what, what can go wrong? And in that sense, what can go wrong is not a judgment on an ego level. It's seeing the certainty that no matter what happens, whether I physically die or not, or, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter because it's perfect. Every molecule, every particle of beingness, if you will, is just where it needs to be. And I'm experiencing that, seeing that. And I'm just like, wow, this is phenomenal. So this carried me through everything. I think one of the things to, that we all need to remember is, you know, we've talked, many of you have read books about near-death experiences, and Michael has talked about his many times. And that sea of love, that sea of everything going on correctly around us is actually there all the time. And I think That's it's right. quite a miracle when people get to experience it, but usually it's under pretty dire circumstances. <laughs> but the cool thing is we come back, we're able to communicate about it and remind each other that energy, that beingness, that love that is always there, even in the most dark and negative person that you might come across. That That's available to them as well. Yes. It doesn't ever take a break. It's 24-7, every moment of every day of, every, of eternity. Basically, it's there all the time. That's what eternity is, right? <laughs> it never goes away. So the only question in being able to have that miracle is whether we become aware of it and realize it or ignore it. Basically, that's it. Most of the time, most of us is in some level of denial and ignoring that miracle that's right here, right here, right here, all the time. Until sometimes when it's a dire, like Raphael said, dire circumstances and people go, hey, I'm not going to make it or or this is the end, or whatever, and they turn within. They might not be even thinking in terms of God, but they turn within. Because trying to separate isn't working. Okay, trying to run away isn't working. Trying to control it isn't working. Okay, so we're not separate. We become whole unto ourselves and within ourselves, and 
all of a sudden, we wake up to it. We become lucid. We become aware that, oh, this is what's really happening, not what you know appears to be happening on the outside. In that situation, on the outside, the doctor seemed pretty, you know, rattled. She was running around and, and kind of panicking. But on the inside, she didn't have to. Everything was totally in place. And so the problem so many times, the challenge for so many people in terms of having more miracles every day is can you count on having them? Ah, like miracles on demand. <laughs> MOD, right? <laughs> well, I know miracles cannot be demanded of. It's like they, a gift from spirit. Yeah. You can depend on them, but you can't demand them to show up. You know, I could sit here and go, okay, miracles. You better happen now. (laughs) I'll pay you to happen. (laughs) It ain't going to work. But I'm dependent on it. Yep. Okay. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to continue to go forward. I'm going to keep on working. I'm going to do my best. And at the same time, hey, Miracle, you know, I'm ready for you. (laughs) I need help. And I'm turning to spirit. And going, okay, this is what I need to get done. This is where I need to get to. This is when I have to be there. I'm doing my best to make that happen for myself, but I need you to give me the miracle. Yeah, the the rest of it. Okay, so I depend on miracles. Well, actually, that's not totally accurate. I depend on or count on spirit, not miracles per se. Miracles are just byproducts. Yeah. So when I count on spirit to come through, spirit drops a miracle on the situation or on me <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> Good thing it's not a heavy miracle. I'd be crushed. <laughs> uh, it's a lot easier than racking my brains about it, right? I have to make a choice. Would I like to think about it, worry about it, or would I rather just go do what I need to do and have a miracle take it the rest of the way? Hey, I always opt for the latter. Why not have a miracle? It's so much more fun. (laughs) Another thing in terms of how to have a miracle, you have to start blowing up, I can't do it. It can't be done out of your mind. Pretty much like Raphael was saying earlier, that saying of, you know, with God, all things are possible. Yeah, there's the kicker right there. With God, all things are possible. With spirit as a whole, with a capital S, all things are possible. With the limitless and the eternal, all things are possible. But what so many people get stuck on is I, personally, me, this body, this individual person all by itself, this island Mm -hmm. in the universe, can't do it. I tried everything. I've, I've done everything I know how. It's beyond my capabilities. So it ain't gonna happen. I can't do it. It can't be done. 
No, that is completely incorrect. Yes, it's correct that I personally, as an individual separate island body, can't do it. Oh, that's true about almost everything. (laughs) But with spirit or with God, with the all, anything happens. But now, just because that's so doesn't mean it's going to happen if you go, okay, hey, God, take care of everything, all right? <laughs> I, got, I got an important nap to take. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I want to just sit around and, you know, eat bonbons and do nothing and be lazy. And so you take care of everything. No, that doesn't work at all. <laughs> But the interesting thing I've also learned is if I go as far as I could go, if I put up, put my best foot forward, if I commit my all, God takes the rest of it. So if my best I can possibly do is get this done in the next 10 hours, but the deadline's in five hours, okay? I'm going to do it. If it takes me 10 hours, I'm still going to do it. I don't give up. But what happens around, you know, three minutes till five-hour deadline is up, bam, the miracle happens. (laughs) So I only had to do, you know, I had to do it as if I'm doing all 10 hours, but I only had to do five hours and then, God takes it the rest of the way. So, so many times that miracle was as if I did a quarter of the job and then Spirit or God does three quarters. Now, that's not what most employers will do. (laughs) And you still get paid full time. (laughs) So, that's what I've experienced is how to have a miracle as you give it your best shot. But don't get stuck in, oh, my best shot isn't good enough. No, your best shot is always the best. It's always good enough. I always find it's um, very, very helpful when I'm in the middle of something like that is to um, give it my best shot and also give it to God, give it to the Holy Spirit and your guidance will be the very, very best you'll ever have. Well, once again, we're at the end of our show. This one was a really fun one. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Join us next Wednesday for our next episode in the season, all about miracles for miracles in the workplace. What kind of miracles happen in the workplace? Oh, yes. And remember, too, this Saturday, February 8th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we'll be teaching our next teleclass titled Your Psychometry, How Objects Tell Stories. Make sure to check out our website events listing for February for all the details and to sign up on michaeltamura.com. You can also sign up by calling our office at 530-926-2650. We'll see you in class, whichever class you decide to join us in.
Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is truly, this is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We will see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 